0: Chapter 17, Depons, Onofre Romano, Department of Political Sciences, University of Bari, A. Moro. Energy consumption consists of two parts. The first is necessary for the conservation and the reproduction of life. The second is used for non-productive expenditures, luxury, mourning, war, religion, games, spectacles, the arts, perverse sexual activity. All told, these activities, qualified as dépens, are ends in themselves. Any society has an excess of energy defined precisely as all that energy that is not needed for the mere reproduction of life. In a wider sense, which includes nature, dépenses indicates that share of energy which cannot be employed by living organisms owing to their physiological limits. This portion continues to circulate aimlessly in the environment up until the point where it extinguishes itself. Georges Bataille introduces this definition of excess energy in his essay The Idea of dépense appearing for the first time in La Critique Sociale 1-1933. As with all of Bataille's theoretical constructs, the contents and contours of Dépens are flexible and never defined in axiomatic categories. There are seven different versions of this essay alone, but I eventually attempted to construct a theoretical project for a general economy departing from the notion of dépense. The first fragmentary versions of it appear in the essays "L'économie à la mesure de l'univers" (1946) and "La limite de l'utile," posthumously published in the complete works (1976). The project was fully born in the work La Part Maudite, 1949. A second part to this work followed, with the title Histoire de l'érotisme, 1957, and then a final third part entitled La Souverainité, Bataille, 1976. Some resonances with Depends can be found in the Freudian concepts of Vergänglichkeit, Transience and the Death Impulse, Freud, 1990, but mainly in Marcel Moses' analysis of Potlatch in The Gift, 1925. All these works deal with the perturbing tendency of human beings and societies toward loss, reversing their alleged natural vocation to self-advance. From an anthropological framework, energy could be redefined as the fuel of action, that is, the fuel that calls us to act. The portion of energy that a living being employs for either sustenance or biological growth, Bataille terms servile. In fact, mere biological sustenance can be achieved spending only a minuscule portion of the total amount of available energy. The basic problem relates to the residual energy that exceeds the share devoted to such servile use. Excess energy requires a sovereign use. It is necessary to choose a destination for the fuel of action on the basis of the philosophical intent of a political prospect. Romano. 2014. It is the sovereign employment of excess energy that qualifies us as humans. The different patterns of excess energy use characterize and distinguish different types of societies across space and time. Excess can be spent on sacrifice or festival, in war or in peace. The Tibetan society, for example, almost entirely employs excess energy to support a specific class of monk. The human encounter with excess energy is a crucial moment. In this sense, excess energy is an accursed share. It forces human beings to question the meaning of life and their path in the world. The non-use of excess energy would signal the incapacity of human beings to exercise their own freedom. For this reason, all human societies have designed forms of ritual for dépense, that is, forms of destruction of that energy which lies beyond the servile. These forms of ritual have different degrees of sophistication and respond to different functions. They serve to humanize excess waste, bringing it from the dominion of uncontrolled natural processes into the realm of culture and the symbolic. They release energy from the utilitarian dimension, the biological functional, to access the sacred. In fact, the destruction of the objects is aimed to destroy their servile stages, as useful things, in order to relocate them in the realm of the sacred. This is the true meaning of sacrifice, producing sacred things through their ritual destruction. They physically delete the stressful presence of excess and therefore the call to be and to act. The concept of depense helps identify a main hole in the society of growth. How should we go about the removal of the problem of energy and excess? The worship of the survival moment is in fact at the foundation of this society. Modernity arose in a context of existential emergency and fear for the survival of the species, unleashed by an unexpected demographic explosion and therefore an increase of social needs, that was incompatible with the productive capacities of the communities of the time. This imbalance resulted in the deconstruction of traditional communities whose symbolic codes did not permit them to confront the new challenge. In order to satisfy their unfulfilled needs, individuals tried to break bonds with their communities and to autonomously take up new and more effective growth-oriented courses of action. For Europe, Riesmann 1950, dates this crucial demographic shift and its social consequences to the 17th century. The process of individualization deprived communities of their ability to manage energy. This included dépense rituals that burned off excess energy, Still imprinted by this original emergency of survival, modern society continues its growth momentum without stopping. Making permanent the original emergency situation removes the problem of excess energy, so we avoid confronting the meaning of action. Perpetually in pursuit of survival, which requires continuous growth, we are liberated from the state of paralysis when faced with the necessity of being, which arises from the emergency of excess energy. In other words, remaining animal frees us from the fatigue of becoming human. At the same time, we expunge dépense from the official public forum. Instead, it is privatized and hidden in shame as any wasting activity becomes morally incompatible with the alleged perpetual state of emergency. Given the individualization of society, single individuals take on the burden of waste through small trade-offs, from perverse sexuality to alcoholism, gambling and flashy consumption, what I called the vulgar eructation of the petty bourgeoisie. In the era of growth, there is no longer sumptuous and collective dépense, only its private dissolution informally consumed. Hence, modern societies try to solve the problem of energy with a twofold strategy. They first expand to an unprecedented level their servile use, i.e. the growth obsession, and second, they privatize Dépence. But this strategy appears inadequate for the crucial cause of putting the available energy to work. A large amount of energy remains unused. It continues to circulate and to stress human beings. Lacking tools of deliberate and symbolic catastrophe, i.e. the ritual collective depens, the inhabitants of growth societies begin to dream and to desire a real natural catastrophe. Dépense is a key concept then for theorizing a way out of the growth society. Yet, paradoxically, it does not figure among the epistemological pillars of mainstream theories of degrowth, nor is it a source of inspiration for the movement of growth objectors. This is perhaps because truly embracing depens would entail the dismantling of a cognitive frame of catastrophe and scarcity, that is, at the basis of the degrowth paradigm. In light of Depens, the catastrophe threat haunting Western societies is only a symptom of the failed disposal of excess energy. For the growth supporters, it is a real risk. The growth thought is therefore implicitly subordinated to the dominant culture, one that justifies neoliberal capitalist restructuring. It denounces a shortage of resources necessary to sustain contemporary lifestyles and indeed acts out a mere reversal of the foundational problem of the growth society. According to Bataille, as a rule, particular existence always risks succumbing for lack of resources. It contrasts with general existence, whose resources are in excess and for which death has no meaning. From the particular point of view, the problems are posed in the first instance by a deficiency of resources, they are posed in the first instance by an excess of resources, if one starts from the general point of view. Bataille 1988 to dots 39. The individualized being is bound by the precarious nature of its existence and therefore obsessed with the problem of its survival. When isolated, it embraces a fundamentally servile position and reverts to the status of an animal, in which obtaining resources is central. The challenge of excess energy becomes visible only if we are able to relocate our point of view to a systemic level. The growth supporters do little more than transfer the servile position typical of the individualized subject to the general system. Humanity's complexity becomes subject to the rule of needs supported by a utilitarian logic of survival. The individual point of view that emphasizes the insufficiency of resources gets applied to the general collective. As a result, The theory of the growth risks to reanimate and give new momentum to the basic precept of economics, that is, the principle of scarcity. It risks mirroring the myth of growth by using the same imaginary from a reversed viewpoint, an imaginary that entails the employment of all the energy in circulation for the preservation of existence, this time Round by means of virtuous lifestyles and efficient techniques. The Degrowth Project could gain a wider breadth and appeal by emphasizing instead its concern towards the collective construction of meaning in life and the restoration of political sovereignty. That is the only way for us moderns to face the challenge of excess energy.